like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Eric Lyons, and this is episode 79 of Electrified. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. 79 of them things, man. We almost done the 70s. This is this is our last episode in the 70s. And then on uh, Monday will be episode 80, a.k.a. the last episode of the year, last episode of the decade. Hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while, 2019. It has. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. We're going to talk about it a little bit. But uh, today, before I get into anything, I want to say I hope everybody had a good holiday, good Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. I hope everybody had a good time with their family. And then, you know, we got NYE and the New Year's Day this and within this coming days, man, this year flew. I believe this year really flew. Time is flying, but 2019 was very fast. And I feel like me personally, I'm in a space where I've never been so focused on it on the like the the next year. Like I like I'm like legit focused. Like I'm keyed zoned in on 2020. I have big plans for myself for this in 2020. I I'm ready, man. Like I'm legit ready. And um, I, I feel like everybody has that sentiment. Like everybody is feeling that vibe right now. I hate the word vibe, but I, I really do feel like everybody is feeling that right now. Like, like you know, twenty nineteen. Hell, you can. Some people haven't had a good decade. Some people haven't. I, I feel like me personally, I haven't accomplished a lot. I feel like I haven't accomplished a lot. Like, I feel like I could do more, and there is more to be done. And I just feel like a fresh start. You know, I, I never feel like a year is a fresh start. You know, to me, it's just another 365. Continued on, which is, you know, your previous your previous 365. But something about this upcoming year just feels like a fresh slate and a year where everybody should be progressing and reaching their goals. I feel like even if you haven't laid the groundwork out for your 2020, if you get started early 2020, you can finish strong. But I know there are people like me who have been planning for 2020 for the last few months. I started planning for 2020 back in October. I mean, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. But before we can get there, we got to finish a year out. We got to make it out. We got to hope the big man upstairs allow us, allows us to see that. I mean, so. That being said, let's get into what we got to get into today, man. First of all, it's Saturday. I was supposed to be here yesterday, but um, Christmas dinner, man, did something to me, man. Your boy was sluggish. I was tired. I said, nah, they'll they'll see me Saturday. They'll hear me Saturday. So let's 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 get into what we got to talk about today. Uh, we're gonna talk playoff scenarios and everything. All games tomorrow. No games on Monday. Tomorrow is the last. Sunday of the regular season here in week 17 uh, So all playoff scenarios, key games And then we're going to talk about this NFL all-time quarterbacks list Because I didn't address any of the other lists Because I knew the quarterbacks list was going to piss me off the most So we're going to get into that too uh, We're going to talk fight night to, tonight Big fights tonight uh, We're going to talk AB's workout And a couple other things I want to touch on But let's start off with the playoff scenarios, I'll say okay. So currently in the NFC, 
The San Francisco 49ers sit at number one. The Packers sit at number two. The Saints are at three. The Eagles are at four. The Seahawks are at five. And the uh, Minnesota Vikings are a lock at number six. So everybody else can move. Everybody else can move. The Seahawks are a lock. I mean, excuse me. The, the the Minnesota Vikings are a lock at six. They are done. That is that is where they are. They will be traveling the entire playoff. Um, but the rest of these 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 five teams here have the the potential to move up or fall. So let's start off with the number one, the current number one seed, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, their ceiling is they can remain at one with a win. All they have to do is beat the Seahawks. They'll wrap up the NFC West. And they will be uh, the number one seed with home field advantage throughout the playoffs, through the entirety of the playoffs. That is big for a team like uh, San Francisco. It seems like teams have had, haven't been that successful, you know, outside of Falcons in in uh, Levi Stadium this year. I know Green Bay went out there and got spanked. So a team like San Fran, who I feel like, I don't know how they'll do on the road in the playoffs. I don't know how Jimmy G will be on the road in the playoffs. You know, this is really his first playoff run. So we'll see how that goes and, and how they would react. A team this good, how they would respond to dropping to the five seed with a loss because that is their low. If they drop to, if they lose, uh, they drop to five. So, you know, that that's big. You know, losing what? Going 12 and four and being a, a five seed is wild. That is wild, but that is it's real though. Uh, let's move on to number two, the current number two seed, Green Bay. They can jump to the one with a win and a 49ers loss. So Green Bay could clinch home field advantage throughout the entirety of the playoffs. Another team who, uh, you know, two of the three losses came on the road on the West Coast. One of those being in San Francisco. This is a team where I, I feel like they don't want to go back out west. I don't think Green Bay wants to go out there to San Francisco. I don't think anybody does. But I, Green Bay in particular, you know, getting blown out like that on national TV on the road was not good for them. And I think that a team like Green Bay would strongly benefit from a home game, home two home playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, they're 7-1 at home this year, and their only loss at home came to the Eagles in a game where it easily could have been a Packers win. A couple of calls didn't go their way. And, uh, you know, the last drive of the game ended the way it did. So, you know, this this is a team that could easily be undefeated at home with only two legit losses that came on the road against a team that played better than them, you know, against a good NFC team and against a bad AFC team that had no business doing that to them. So we'll see. But I think, you know, Green Bay gets the one seed. And and if everybody if the playoffs run through Lambeau like I hinted at and predicted back in April and here on the show, it's gonna be a problem, man. It's gonna be a problem. Uh, number three, the Saints currently at number three. Uh, they could jump to one. Their their high is one with a with a win, a Green Bay loss, and a 49ers loss to San Francisco. I mean, excuse me, the New Orleans Saints could be the number one seed. Now everybody's been talking about you know how hard it is. Has been to win in, San, in in New Orleans Here's my thing The Falcons walked in there and beat them Carolina almost walked in there and beat them The 49ers did walk in there and beat them And last season the Rams walked in there All controversy aside A win is a win Walked down there and beat them as well Is 
the Superdome a hard place to play? Absolutely. But that, but just because you know a, a game is there doesn't guarantee a Saints W. Teams have the ability and have gone down there and beat them. So I'm not saying that home field advantage is that scary in in, in possession of New Orleans. This is a good team, but I don't know, man. This is the same team that just went toe-to-toe with the Titans last week. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not taking anything away from the from Drew Brees or them boys, but I just feel like I don't know, man. They they look funny, but oh, but you know, seriously, the, the Saints are a good team, and of course, home field. We can say this about any team, though. Home field advantage could benefit you, should benefit you, and there are some things that may cause it not to benefit you. But like I said, we can say that about Green Bay, uh, San Fran, the Saints, the Eagles. I mean, excuse me, the Seahawks. Like you can say that about anybody. So. But I, I don't know. And they're low. They could um they could just remain at three. That's like if if all everything goes even with a win, they'll remain at three if with the Saints I mean with the Seahawks win. I mean with the uh you know, not I mean the, the top two seeds will still be locked up. Uh the Eagles, they could remain at four with the win and the cow and the Cowboys loss. But if they lose and the Cowboys win, the Eagles will be out. And the Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East. Um, no Zach Ertz. Uh, they, they don't have somebody else tomorrow as well. Uh, and they're, they're playing New York. I don't know, man. Philly better lock it up. They better lock it up. But I, I, I think the Cowboys have checked out. I think the, the Cowboys checked out a long time ago. And I would not be surprised if they just come out there, go out there flat tomorrow against the Redskins. And lose by more than three t- like more than two t- touchdowns. That's that's just I don't know what is going on in that locker room, but it's not good. And then the number five seed right now is the Seahawks. So they're high. They could also become a one seed. That's their that's their ceiling right there. They could become a one seed with a win, a Green Bay loss, and a Saints loss, and then their low will be remaining at five. So there's a strong chance that um The Seahawks could be on the road throughout the whole playoffs. They could have home field advantage, but they could also fall, you know, the ladder, which would be the two seed. That's with a win, and then with uh, Green Bay would win. They would overstep them, and Seahawks would be at home for with the two seed. So, and that's another team. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that when we talk about the Seahawks and 49ers game. I'm going to, I, was going, I was about to talk about. The Seahawks um, home field advantage, but we'll get into that eventually. Uh, so let's jump over to the AFC side of things. The Ravens are locked up, number one, for the first time in franchise history. The Baltimore Ravens, not only are, could they have their best record in franchise history tomorrow with 14-2, and two, but they could also, but they've already locked up home field advantage, number, number one seed. So they get the number one seed for the first time. And they could also go 14-2 and two tomorrow, which is a big, strong chance. Even without the starters, I think they could go out there and beat this beat-up, battered uh, Steelers team. I, I do. I think the Ravens' defense, even without starters, again, could be good enough to beat them. Um, I would like to see that. I would love to see the 14-2 and two Ravens. I, I would. But at the number two seed, we we have the, the uh, excuse me, the, the New England Patriots at number two, the Chiefs at three, the Texans at four. Um, it's a five and six seed over there. Oh, the Titans are five. Who is six? Who is six right now? Hold up. That's, I apologize. I thought 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I kept that blank because of uh, uh, it's a couple of things that could go a couple of teams' way, man. But it's it's some wild scenarios left for the AFC. The AFC is not completely locked up yet, which I think is pretty interesting. Uh, just give me one minute here. Uh, I really, I really thought I had this ready to go. I thought I had the AFC side ready to go. All right, let's look at the standings. My bad. All right, so the Titans are the six, and the Bills are the five. Okay, why didn't I know that? I don't know why I know that. So it's one spot left. The six seed is up for grabs. Um, so the 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 Bills are locked in at five. The six seed is up for grabs. These uh other teams can move. All right, so the the. The Pats are at two. Their highs remain at two with a uh, with a win. All they have to do is win, beat the Dolphins, and they stay at two. Now, they could drop to three. A three would make them a wild card. Uh, and then they would have to go on the road after that. Uh, either way, you know, but you know, you, you guys understand what I'm saying. Uh, they, they could drop to three, and, they, and a Chiefs win would put them at three. A loss and the Chiefs win put them in three. So that takes us to the Chiefs. We currently have the third seed. They're high. They could jump to two. So they could go from the three seed, wild card team, no first round bye, to a two seed, first round bye, and in a home game, of course, uh, with a win and a, and a New England loss. Now they're low. They could drop to four with a, a loss and a Texans win. Uh, that, that takes us to the Texans, of course, our current number four seed, who could uh, jump to three. Basically swap with the Chiefs with a win over the Titans and a Kansas City loss over Maine at four as, as they're low. Um, so that takes us to these scenarios here. So the Titans are the current number six seed. The, t- the Titans can stay in the playoffs with a win uh, over the, the their division rivals, the Texans. But they can also drop out with a loss and a couple of other, th- other things. So the Steelers can get in with a win and a Titans loss. So the Steelers tomorrow they have to beat the Ravens on the road, the the division winners, and they have to have a Titans loss. That's not that impossible, you know. You you look at it, that's that's doable, you know. That's doable. That could that that's possible. Now the Raiders, who we all thought were dead and gone, I remember at one point, you know, when the Raiders were in the playoffs that one week, one week. That was that seems like ten years ago, um, like that seems like forever ago because th- that's how fast things changed for them. Uh, the Raiders are out of the playoffs right now, but with a uh, with a win over the Broncos, a Pittsburgh loss, a Jaguars loss, and a Titans loss, the Oakland the the, the Oakland Raiders will be a six seed. So we'll we'll see, man. Anything is, anything is possible. It is, uh, but that was, that's you know that's our scenarios right now, man. This this is it. Week seventeen is here, and now this is the part of the season where you're rooting for teams you don't like, uh, rooting for your rivals, uh, rooting for guys. You know, like of course your guys, but you need other people to do other teams to do certain things for to benefit you, and that's why Eric is rooting for the Seattle Seahawks this weekend to wrap up the NFC West so his Green Bay Packers can have a number one seed. So that takes us to my favorite. I can't even. I'm not even doing a pick forward this week. No pick forward. Just picked out two uh, key matchups that I think have the most importance to their playoffs, to their conferences uh, playoffs. So let's start off with the Texans and Titans. 
These teams played uh, week 15. It was a close game. The, the Titans won by three. Excuse me, the Texans won by three. This is a playoff game for the Titans. This is a playoff game. Simple as that. This is a playoff game. You win and you're in. That's as, as easy as that. And I think that out of the teams that could possibly get in, I think, you know, between the Titans, the Raiders, and the Steelers, I believe in my heart that the Titans are the most equipped team to go to the playoffs. I think they have the best quarterback out of those three. Currently, the best quarterback out of, the, you know, compared to Derek Carr and whoever the hell is going to be playing quarterback for the Steelers tomorrow. Uh, Duck Hodges, I think Ryan Tannehill is the best equipped. I think they have the best backfield. Derrick Henry and all those guys that played last week when Derrick Henry couldn't play, I think they have the best defense. I think the Titans are a playoff team or a wild card team. I think they are. I think they pose a threat to certain teams. I think if the Titans get in, they can go up there and beat the Texans. Give the Chiefs a fight. Didn't they hold on? Didn't they already beat the Chiefs? I think they beat the Chiefs. It was yeah, it was like the it was a wild game. But you see what I mean? Like, hey man, wild card weekend, anything can happen. We've seen it over these years. We've seen teams who haven't, who weren't necessarily supposed to be there playing January football, but go in and end up ruining somebody's season because they played better than them that Saturday or that Sunday. You know what I mean? So, I don't sleep on the Titans. Don't sleep on the Titans at all. But uh, this Titans defense forced two turnovers the last time they played the Texans. One of those was a red zone interception. Uh, so with that being said, in order for the Texans to win, I know they're at home. I know that they, you know, they're, they're, they're in. They've sewn up their division. But Deshaun Watson has to take care of the football. Deshaun Watson has to take care of the football. That's as simple as that. And the Titans have to run the ball effectively and let Tannehill do his thing. And honestly, man, I think the Titans can win this game on the road. I see it happening. I think the Titans go down there to Texas, to Houston to beat the Texans, man. I'm taking the Titans with the upset. Not even necessarily upset, but a lot, I know a lot of people won't probably won't pick the Titans tomorrow. Uh, so that takes us to the NFC, the big NFC game. I, I said a while ago, you know, when the 49ers and Seahawks were hot at the same time, this was probably uh, beginning of November or, yeah, yeah, yeah. This might have been October when I was like looking, is anybody else looking forward to these 49ers and Seahawks games? Because I knew how crucial they would be at this point in the season. Uh, the major playoff implications here. This could take you from first round bye to traveling for the entire playoffs and vice versa. Uh, these are two good teams. Uh, but a lot has changed since the last time they played. You know, the last time they played was a good game. It was a crazy game. A game that went to overtime, went down to the wire. And um, here's, here's my thing. This season, teams have not been afraid to go into Central Link Field. We've seen three teams go out there and beat them. One of those being the Ravens. Uh, who else went out there and beat them? Damn, I can't even remember now. But... Um, Three home losses for Seattle this year. That's that's uncharacteristic to me. I, I wouldn't say that that's that's normal for a Seahawks team to lose three home games. Um, and they also haven't won a game by more than two scores at home this year. All games at home for them have been very close, very close games at home this year. Um, it's still loud in CenturyLink. It's still loud. It, it is still a very loud place to play, but I don't think. Teams were scared to go there this year, especially after 
after Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens stomped into into Seattle and and started their what 10 11 12 game win streak whatever they're on right now hottest team in hell hotter than the Ravens are hotter than the sun in hell in fish grease um on a 55,000 degree day in 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 the this the inner circle of hell that's how hot the Ravens are and after that happened, it was like, oh, if they can do it, we can do it. Shoot, what you talking about? If they can do it, we can do it. Um, so, you know, the last game was played in San Francisco. This was a good game. Now, one big difference here. Chris Carson in that game had 89 yards and a touchdown. They will not have Chris Carson. They will not have Rashad Penny. They will have Marshawn Lynch and uh, Turbin. Two different backs. Two backs who haven't played football this year. And they're just throwing them in a fire, so that that right there scares me a little bit. It does. It, it it concerns me a little bit, but I think the Seahawks pack that thing too. So you come around there, you will get clapped. That's how. I think. Like I feel like the Seahawks team is still pretty, you know, pretty solid. Oh, that was another home loss. We talked about that. The damn Cardinals went in there and beat them last week. See, that's man. That is not a good look. That's not a good look, but football is a week-to-week, and I think the Seahawks have a, a good chance of bouncing back. Uh, also, in that game, Jimmy G threw the football 46 times. If they could stop the run, if Clowney, that's another thing. Is Clowney available tomorrow? They need Clowney. Clowney was a big part of uh, taking the run out of the game and taking Jimmy Garoppolo's game out. You know, taking him out of his comfort zone. He wasn't able to stand in, in his spot all night. He had to move around. It was a moving pocket. So, I think that that's huge. If this team can stop the run again and force Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the to throw the football more than 40 times, the Seahawks team has a good chance of winning tomorrow. And I do think the Seahawks will win and wrap up the NFC West with the sweep over the 49ers at home. At home. That's how I see it going. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting tomorrow. I really do believe that this has been a December to remember. This has been a, this has probably been one of the most interesting last quarter of the season I've seen in a long time. You know, it's like everything hasn't been locked up. Everything's not locked up yet. There's still stuff up for grabs in week 17, divisions, Playoff seeding is crazy right now. This is this is wild, man. This is why I love football. This is why I love football. All right, so last night I was home Friday night as usual. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing to do. I didn't watch SmackDown because I knew that this uh, NFL Network special was coming on the all-time list, and um, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to mow down all ten quarterbacks on this list. Uh, those who made the list were Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, John Elway, Brett Favre, Roger Staubach, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, uh, Johnny Unitas, Otto Graham, and Sammy Ball. I could murder Ether completely wreck this list and tell you who should be on here out of the 24 finalists that were picked. But instead of wasting your time and our time, I'm going to go the easiest route and just take two quarterbacks off this list and replace them with the two quarterbacks that should have been on the list with no question. First of all, 
Let me tell you something. If your play, if your highlights are in black and white, you should not be on this list. If you were wearing a leather helmet while you played the game of football, you should not be on this list. If segregation was still a thing while you were playing football, you should not be on this list. If Martin Luther King had not been assassinated yet, and while you were playing football, you should not be on this list. You shouldn't. You should not. You should not. No way. No way. I'm sorry. I'm not. It's the truth. It's the truth. Otto Graham. Never heard of him before yesterday, by the way. Let's look at his career stats. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to say their names. I wasn't going to say their names, but I might as well. Otto Graham. 100, who also played defense. Wait, who? No, 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 no. One of these boomers played defense, and I really don't care who did because it don't matter to me. We're talking about quarterbacks. And then they, 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 they you know, I, I, look, let me tell you something. Right now, I'm not, I don't care about your Pro Bowls. I don't care about your championships, whatever, or your MVP, you know, because on that list, they, they put nine-time Pro Bowl. Blah, blah, blah. I could give a damn about that because Pro Bowl don't mean nothing to me. I mean, I want to talk individual numbers. And they showed it in film too. I want to look. I, I saw that film. I wasn't impressed by a damn thing they did. I don't care, especially when you think. At the time, okay, forward pass was just becoming a thing. Sure, they were throwing the ball. Wasn't nothing impressive about that. If you put Patrick Mahomes, you drop Pat Mahomes. Nope, not gonna drop Pat Mahomes back in the forties because that's racist as hell. And who knows what happened to Pat if I put him in the forties or fifties? Matter of fact. We're going to put Drew Brees in 1954. I bet Drew Brees would throw for 70,000 yards in one season. Drew Brees would just throw the ball all over these defenses. Mechanics, milkmen, mailmen. It was physical, but I'm telling you. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Brady, man. All these quarterbacks, man, is going for dumb numbers on these defenses back then. So let's look at the numbers. Auto Grant. 174 touchdowns, 100, and this guy played for like 18 years. 174 touchdowns, 135 interceptions. Wait, excuse me. 174 touchdowns, 135 interceptions, uh, oh, 23,584 yards. Sammy Ball, 187 touchdowns, 200, 300, 203 interceptions. That is disgusting. 21,886 yards. Drew Brees, 500. 44 touchdowns, 237 interceptions, 77,165 yards. How the hell does Drew Brees not make this list? Like, that's a serious question. Drew Brees is a shorter quarterback. He's done this with two different teams. Came back from injury. Took the Saints team to multiple NFC title games. Um... You know, Super Bowl. He's a monster. He's a monster. How is he not on this list? And those are just the forties guys. Of course, his numbers are up there with the with the Elways, with the with the Marinos, with the Starbucks. But I just want to know how he doesn't. I understand they get a pass for making the list. But two guys who played during segregation don't make it. No. And y'all already know where we going next. Aaron Rodgers, 
362 touchdowns, 83 interceptions. This man has not thrown 100 interceptions yet. And before it's all over, he probably won't. 46,623 yards. How does Aaron Rodgers not make this list? A quarterback with less than 100 interceptions over how many seasons he's not on this list? I don't get it, man. I don't get it. It's a damn travesty is what it is. Uh, uh, A pure hoodwinking. Of this of this list And everybody who made Was a part of making this list And a part of presenting this list Should go straight to hell On coach Not first class On coach On coach Because that's a damn shame Straight to hell And I'm gonna leave it at that What's next man What's next on the docket Cause that really pissed me off last night Look at this Got me ripping my damn book Got me ripping my notes Ain't there something all right, what's next, man? Let's, all right, it's the time to talk about boxing because I, I need something to take a break from this this football. I can't even see. Look how they just made me mad. Um, Yeah, it's fight night tonight, man. It's fight night tonight. Uh, we got Javante Tank Davis, Baltimore's own, taking on my guy Gamboa. All right, so the weigh-in yesterday was pretty interesting. So it's the lightweight belt about... For the WBA regular title I don't know what the hell that is I'm still trying to get a grasp Of the whole Super uh, Regular silver dime All that BS That needs to be cut in the next decade WBA, WBO, WBC IBF Y'all need to stop this It needs to be four, four titles Period in each, in each weight class We do not need more than one piece of a title Tired of y'all, and I'm tired of y'all calling Tyson Fury a, a, the lineal champ. That don't mean a damn thing to me. I don't care if he the man who beat the man who beat, but no, that don't that that means nothing to me. If you don't have a strap, if you don't have the WBA, WBO, WBC, or IBF, you don't have a belt. You're not a champion. Period. Stop calling him that. He ain't a damn champ. He's not. God. With that being said, Deontay Wilder. And Tyson Fury's rematch is February 22nd at the MGM Grand in 2020. But let's stick back to tonight. So Tank almost lost the ti- lost his title shot at the, at, the, at the scale again. This is not the first time this has happened to him. Alright. It's, it's, it's starting to make me upset now. Okay. Christmas dinner may have had a, an effect on but if you know you have a weigh-in on Friday, you should have been disciplined enough to stay away from the ham, the turkey, the cakes, the pies, the ice cream, the, 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 the uh, Christmas pancakes, waffles. You should have been disciplined enough to have just waited till after your fight to indulge in all the holiday fixings, my brother. You have an opportunity. To set yourself up for a huge 2020. You win tonight. You have opportunity to go fight Lomachenko. Go fight Teofimo Lopez. Or whatever you want to do at 135. I don't understand man. There has to be some sense of maturity. Some sense of 
uh, respect for the game for you not to come in two pounds or however many pounds. I think he came in at 136. Yeah, so he had to drop a pound and some change to get under. So he, he, he gave him two hours. He comes back, 134.8. Cool, we got to fight tonight. God damn. So Tank comes in. He's 25 years old, 22 0. 22 and 0 with 21 knockouts. He stands at 5'5 five, five and a half with a 67 inch reach. Fights at Southpaw. He weighed in yesterday for the second time at 134.8. All right, let me tell you something. This is his first fight at lightweight. His first fight at this weight. So, what I need to see from Tank tonight, I need to see his defense. I need to see what his defense is like. Because you're, you're, you're at a heavier weight right now. It's not 130. Gamboa is a banger, he got a lot of power. I don't want to see you in there banging with him. I want to see you moving around. I want to see you setting traps. And I want to, I want you to use your power when needed. If you got to box him up for a couple rounds, do that. Do that. And then take him out. But I don't want to see you in there going for the kill at the, in the first round. Because Gamboa can do that too. And if you want to go bang with Gamboa, go ahead and bang with Gamboa. Because I haven't, we haven't really seen your chin tested yet. So I need to see what your bicycle look like. I need to see what your head moving, movement going to look like tomorrow. I, I mean, tonight. I need to see that. need to see that. I'm not saying, look, Gamboa ain't no slouch, bro. He ain't a gold medalist for nothing. He's a former feather, featherweight champion. He comes into this fight 32 years old with a record of 30 and 2 with 18 knockouts. He also stands at 5'5 five, five and a half with a 65-inch reach advantage. He fights at Orthodox. He weighed in yesterday at 134 and a half. Former featherweight t- uh, ch- uh, title holder. He's on a four-fight win streak. He also fought on the same card as uh, Tank when they were here in Baltimore in, in July. Uh, he knocked out uh, Rocky Martinez. So he he has a, he has a very powerful left hand. He's very aggressive and he's not afraid to walk you down. Both same as Tank. I think this fight tonight will be. Um, I, I'm going to need to learn something from Tank tonight. He this is where he shows me that he can be in you know and can put up a fight against a, a Lomachenko or he can go beat Teofimo Lopez, a fighter who I believe he could beat. Um so I, w- I would love to see that from him tonight. I got Tank winning tonight. Will it be a knockout? There's a there's a yeah, it could happen. It could happen. So I'm taking Tank with the knockout in the eighth round. I think he can you take him to deep waters, got him in the eighth round. I think it's gonna be a hell of a fight though. Hell of a fight. Big test for Tank tonight, man. It's not going to be easy. i tell you that much. Also on this card tonight, uh, the, co- the co-main event, which is for the WBC Silver Lightweight Heavy, Light Heavyweight title, whatever the hell that is, and the WBA Lightweight light Heavyweight title, I believe. Uh, we got Jean Pascal. Uh, this is the guy who has had... Jean Pascal has been around, man. He's been around for a while, especially this decade. He's been very active this decade with fights against, uh, against Bernard Hopkins, Sergey Kovalev. Uh, he he's fought some guys, man. And uh, one of my I like Jean Pascal, Roy Jones. You know what I mean? Like I I I like Jean Pascal. He's thirty seven. He comes into this fight thirty four six and one with twenty knockouts. He stands at five ten and a half, and he fights orthodox. He'll be going up against another dog, another guy I like these guys are similar to me. I like these guys or not. I haven't, you know, I never it never crossed my mind that they were being there against each other. But we got Badu Jack. He comes in at 36 years old, 22-2-3 with 13 knockouts. He's 6-1 orthodox. It's going to be a good fight. Uh, Badu Jack, 
This is his first fight since January after he had, what, 100 stitches? I think that was caused by an accidental headbutt, and they had to stop the fight. It was a bloody mess. It was a bloody mess. I actually don't have a prediction for this fight. I just want to see a good scrap. You know, I'm going to watch that as a fan. But this tank fight, yeah, that's the fight we're going to be focused on, for sure. All right, man. So, yesterday, AB had a workout with the Saints. Woke up and saw that I was sl- I was knocked out all day yesterday. That's another thing. I didn't wake up to like one o'clock in the afternoon because I was off, and I um I finished season two of You on Netflix. Wild show, wild show. I had to finish it all night, man. I wasn't gonna let Twitter spoil that for me. Couldn't allow that to happen. So I went on and knocked that out in one sitting. Savage Benjamin, man. But I finished that, so I woke up. Of course, hella notifications. Y'all know I got the juice, I like like the high C in my back pocket, man. But um, it's <laughs> a lot of Bleach Report, NFL, ESPN notifications, and one that stood out to me was that AB had to work out with the Saints. Now that is concerning because the AB and Michael Thomas with Drew Brees on the same team, Jesus. But AB, I don't even think he can play this year. But if he, you know, the investigation go through and and he's able to play next season, yeah, and again, the Saints said they like what they saw. That would be dangerous. That would be dangerous. He just got to chill out. That's all. He just got to chill out, man. Leave that social media alone. Now, what I also saw come out of this were many, 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 many tweets that are upset because of, you know, that they're mad that this happened. Before Kaepernick got to work out with the team. Let me tell y'all something, man. We go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something. I, I said this on Twitter last night. I'm not afraid to say it again. Y'all got to stop that, bro. It's over. Let it go. Kaepernick had his workout. He had his opportunity. He chose to do it his way. And this was the result. When it happened, I told y'all. We are going to see the alternate of not going to your workout. Not signing a waiver. Having your own workout at a high school field. This is what working out at a high school field and doing a, a conference, a press conference, calling out the NFL and the owners, making it seem like you just did this to show them that you have control. This is what it will be. You won't be back, bro. You did. Colin Kaepernick just did not look like somebody who wanted to play on an NFL football team. Y'all can't convince me otherwise. You can't. You cannot. Antonio Brown is not, if not, he is one of the, if not the best wide receiver in the game right now. He's top five talent. Yes, he has issues. Can that be contained? Absolutely. Absolutely. I truly believe if none of that stuff happened, he would still be in New England right now. Truly. Truly. Um. Also, another thing that y'all... A lot of y'all really don't know football. Tell me this with a straight face. Answer this too for me. What is Colin Kaepernick going to? What team could he contribute to right now that is going to the playoffs? What playoff team needs him right now if they are going to the playoffs? Don't say the Steelers. Let me tell you something. The difference between A B possible if he could play right now and Kaepernick, he's running routes. It's not that hard to learn what route. You know your route tree, it's not going to be hard to learn the playbook. But a quarterback learning our entire system, playbook, that's not going to... No. 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 
And please, what makes you think that after being out of the league for three years, at the age of 30, whatever, in, in this game that has gotten so fast over the last three years, what makes you think, what did y'all see on Instagram or at that little workout? What did y'all see that makes you think that Colin Kaepernick could come back and play for any team? Y'all keep talking about Chicago. Okay. Okay. Y'all think uh, he going to come back against, three, you know, defenses, Minnesota, Green Bay, uh, you know, and, and throw 25-plus touchdowns and less than 10 picks? What makes y'all think that, bro? Seriously. Look, man, y'all know I went back for Kaepernick, but I told y'all after what I saw that weekend, I was done with him. I'm, I don't care, bro. I don't care anymore. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. But that's enough of that. Um, before we leave, I did want to address the handshake situation with Matt LaFleur, Pretty Boy, LaFleur, and uh, Mike Zimmer. Look, that boy Zimmer was sick because the, the young rookie came in here, swept your boys. 5-0 and in the division, might be 6-0 and tomorrow, got y'all out of there. You're sick, you're hurt, LaFleur the king of the north. That's, that's all I had to say about that. But that's that on that, and that's all I got for episode 79, man. That's it. We're done. Last episode of the 70s. Uh, It was a good one. I told y'all it was going to be a good one. Much better than Monday or whenever the hell I was in here uh, before Christmas Eve, man. I told y'all that was a quick, that, was, that wasn't, yeah, it wasn't going to be like that. But um, good show today. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. I really appreciate you guys for bringing me in back in, uh, what was that, June, July, August, one of the summer months. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate the continued support and, uh, you know, getting me exposure. Shout out to all the partners at Stadium Scene TV on this same journey with me. Um, shout out to the supporters, the listeners, subscribers, all that good stuff. Make sure you continue to follow the Electrified Pod Twitter and Instagram account. Um, make sure you retweet the drops, like the drops, whatever you want to do, man. But if you listen, that's all that matters to me. That's all that matters to me. Uh, so with that being said, I'm Eric Lyons. And for the 79th time, you have just been electrified.